sometimes you gotta stay. Good morning, everybody. This is Pete for No Matters. Car Radio 97.3 FM in the great state of Seattle. We got a great show for you guys here today. We have our good friends and sponsors back with us. They've been around for a long, long time down there in the south of Seattle and Kent Superior Cabinets. We have the father and son team, which I think is like super cool that you two guys actually work together and don't get in a fight with each other. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we have uh-huh. Eglin and Austin Eglin. Larry, how you doing? Doing great, Pete. How are you? I, I'm doing good. Larry is the senior. He's the father. We have Austin, who's the son here. How you doing, Austin? I'm good, Pete. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's good to have you guys back on again. I always love talking about uh, cabinetry, kitchen design, things like that. You know, over the years, uh, as we've come into with our social changes in the kitchen, we're going to talk a lot about that today as we come kind of the centerpiece of the home. And uh, so I want to talk with uh, the experts here, Larry and Austin, all about that. Um, we'll get into organization. I'm going to share with you a trend that I actually, I was talking with uh, Larry and Austin off air a little bit. Uh, these things called larders, uh, and they're coming, guys. You're going to hear more and more about this. Superior can do this for you. Uh, they're like pantries. We'll get into those details with them. And a lot of the organizational aspects about islands, uh, things like that, that really matter to you when you're thinking about how to put together a kitchen design with form, fit, and function. So with that, I'd like to maybe we'll start, Larry, uh, with you with the design process. Um I had heard that uh, we were talking before the show, and that you you were uh, working with uh, Dory Monson's daughter Kelsey and her husband Quinn on the project. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that one to start, and we'll kind of go through the design process of how you helped those two out. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I was uh, I was fortunate enough to get a phone call from from Kelsey and Quinn, and to see if I can help them out. They bought their first house, so uh, congratulations to them. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, they're doing a lot of the work themselves, and they want to know if I can come out and do some design work for them on a kitchen for them. And then they're doing this really cool day bed with a lot of book storage above where uh, they could just kind of like right in their living room, kind of lay out off to the side in a little you know niche there. That's really cool. Nice. That's cool. And then next to that is like a built-in desk area. So we did some really cool design works. They sent me some uh, inspiration photos and kind of like, copied that and then worked in what we could uh, you know to make it look pretty much what they were looking for so yeah. uh, super excited about seeing that come come to fruition and see how it turns out so that is very cool so yeah. Larry what's a like what is the period of their home is it an older home that they bought that they're renovating or is it a brand new tract home or what kind of home is it? it is no it's it's definitely an older home that they're renovating they're doing a lot of uh, you know uh, Tearing out all the floors, the walls, uh, doing wow. new sheetrock. So, yeah, it's fantastic. They're doing so they're the gutting thing pretty much and starting over. Exactly. Yeah. And they're excited. They're doing a lot of work themselves, which yeah. is really neat. Uh, so, Quinn's very talented, a good guy. Seen a lot of his work through this house. And it's like, he's pretty good. Oh, he's good with his hands. And that's cool. He is. Yeah. That's great. I, and I'm sure Kelsey chips in too. Big shout out to you guys, Kelsey and Quinn. And Dory, uh, thank you for supporting Superior too, as well. So let me, so it's a period home. So how did, I guess, just kind of starting at the beginning. So you got a call from Kelsey and Quinn and you came in and we're sitting with an older home. How did you start the process as it relates to design and form, fit and function with them? And then kind of what ideas did they bring to the table? 
so, you know, it, it just basically starts when we go out to the house, it just kind of starts with, uh, you know, what are they looking to achieve appliance wise, location wise, um, taking the walls out, making the area bigger or keeping everything exactly the same, you know? Yeah. So we started with that and just kind of sketched out a quick design on paper, you know, chicken scratch stuff. This so everybody knows what we're talking about. Sinks going here, dishwasher, uh, do an island or do a peninsula. What's going to work best? Um, so did, then we just so did, they, did they did they want to open up walls and make it more of an open space? A lot of these older homes, did, like yeah. alley kitchens, they're really kind of narrow. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they they took a wall out that that led from the living room into the kitchen, so it kind of opened all that into one area. So it gave us the option of either doing an island in there or doing a peninsula, uh, and we decided to go with the peninsula to kind of keep it still separate, but. Okay. Open. And so yeah, it turned out it, it turned out nice on the drawing. So yeah, can't wait cool. to see this all installed. Now, what as far as maybe you could help our listeners just kind of explain with with words into a picture. What's the difference be, in your mind, Larry, between an island and a peninsula and a kitchen? It's so obviously an island is something that you can walk around all you know all the way around. Where okay. a peninsula, you know, peninsula is going to be cut off there. You can walk in one way. Um, the island kind of gives you a little bit of flexibility as far as like making it appear open more. Yeah. Um, Peninsula is going to give you more countertop space and longer cabinets for the most part. Okay. And how, when they chose the peninsula, what were the reasons why they chose the peninsula? Was it just that they had the barrier between rooms or is there something else to it besides that? You know, just the, the orientation of the kitchen and the peninsula just worked better with seating around it, um, bar stools and stuff like that. It just uh, it worked better on the orientation of it. Okay. And so is the adjoining room next to that, the living room, is that where it is? Exactly. Okay. Yep. And then are you, were they going to have hanging cabinets from the ceiling down or is that all going to just stay open? It's all going to stay open over the peninsula. Okay. Yeah. And so no hanging cabinets above there. Okay. So then, essentially, really, the peninsula is kind of forming, without the cabinets, almost a U-based kitchen, it sounds like, right? It's exactly, yeah. Okay. Well, that's very cool. Austin, I want to kind of bring you in on this. I know maybe Larry worked on this project, but when you have customers um, and you're going into their home, how, I mean, we have these different, and we'll get into them, but we have the, you know, the island dot kitchens, the parallels, the straights, the L-shaped, U-shapes, the galleys. How in the heck, when you go into a home, do you kind of help educate the customer and decide what might be a good uh, shape pattern of the kitchen? Well, I think a lot of it, um, you know, has to do with the extent of the remodel. Um, You know, some people want to take out the walls. You know, they want to redo all their flooring. Um, Those are kind of the first couple questions I ask. Um, You know, typically, does the flooring run, you know, all the way under the cabinets? Are we matching the footprint? stuff like that. Cause if we're matching the footprint, then obviously I'm pretty much replacing that. Um, but you know, we can change the internals of the cabinet, right? So instead of having just the, you know, big, you know, paradors with the adjustable shelf and, you know, the center rail that gets in the way, you know, we might change that to drawers or, you know, a recycle center or something like that. Um, you know, if they're tearing out walls, obviously that opens up um, a lot of opportunity to either create, you know, maybe a bigger peninsula or you know, start incorporating the Island into it. Um, so it really just depends on, you know, how how deep they're really willing to go in that and how much kind of a project they want to tackle. 
Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And so, it, 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 it does it somewhat get into their budget as well? And I, that's a big question. Is and what I want to know, maybe uh, Larry, I'll ask you this: is a lot of these people, and I ran into this with my construction company. They have really good ideas for what they want to do until they find out how much it costs. So, right. how do you how do you deal with that? to help say, okay, well, here's kind of what we, we're looking for the ideal situation, but here's kind of what this is really going to cost and watch the, their eyes get really big. So maybe you could address that. I know you're laughing back there because it happens all the time. Right. You know, it's hard for me to, to budget what a beam would cost if it's a load-bearing wall, yeah. but I can always give them, you know, kind of a, a guesstimate. Um, you know, I've seen them run from, you know, $5,000 to $50,000. Just depends on how long that span is. If it's a steel beam or, you know, a glue lamp beam or something like that, if they want to get rid of a wall and it's load bearing, it's going to cost a little bit of money. Then you're looking at, you know, obviously flooring, replacing flooring or patching flooring because that wall was there. There's no flooring underneath it. Uh, then, you know, you go into moving windows or making, you know, adding windows, uh, now we're talking about exterior of the house. We're talking about siding, painting, things like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah so it just kind of what's the budget? And if it's unlimited, awesome. Unlimited budgets with customers are awesome. They're all the time. You don't run into that. <laughs> makes it easy. Yeah, it makes it easy. Yeah. Like, hey, we have money to burn. Well, but okay, so that begs the question. And Austin, I'll ask you this. So do you, as in superior cabinets, do you guys typically come in as the first or do you come in behind general contractors or do you work in tandem with generals when you're doing, you know, load bearing walls and windows and things like your dad said? How, how do you guys work together with that? You know, it kind of, uh, kind of depends on how eager the customer is. Um, I do, you know, I'll get a ton of customers coming in with plans. Uh, they've already spoken with the GC. They have one, um, you know, and then I'll go out and kind of meet with them, talk about what the plans are. And, you know, I've kind of already seen what they're planning on doing on paper. Um, you know, so I have, have something, you know, in mind going into that meeting. Uh, some people, you know, uh, I'll come out and then they're speculating and asking me if they should take out a wall. And uh, like, well, you probably probably should find a GC. Uh, I'm I'm not really able to tell you if you can or can't. I don't know what the budget is. So, um, but yeah, typically, I mean, having the GC on board with you know major projects like that's you know, important yeah. first. So no, I I, I agree with you 100. So go ahead, Larry. Uh, the nice thing is on that too is that we have a ton of contractors that we work with. So if a customer doesn't have a contractor, we can definitely line them up with somebody. Okay. So, and guys, by the way, grab a pen and paper. If you're listening, I'll give you this phone number again, but if you want to call a superior cabinet, you want to give them a ring at 206-965-9240. Talk to the nice ladies there, Lexi and Morgan. Big shout out to them. So do Lexi and Morgan, when they're taking the initial calls, Larry, do they, uh, do they ask these kind of questions? Like, where are you in the phase? Do you have a general contract? Do you have drawings or how do you, qualify a particular customer initially you know usually a customer is going to call in and typically they're going to say hi we're looking to purchase cabinets or we're looking for cabinets for our house Uh, so that tells lexi or morgan right away uh, okay well let's get you to a salesperson there's always a salesperson here that can answer that phone call Uh, if for some reason that they're with a customer or on another phone call they'll take their number down and we call right back as soon as possible 
That's good. All right, we come back. We're going to continue our discussion uh, with kitchen layouts and then organization. We're going to get into larders, uh, pantries, islands, things like that. It really matter for form, fit, and function with your kitchen. Check these guys out at superiorcabinets.com or call Lexi and Morgan at 206-965-9240. With that on Peach, this is Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. Car Radio All right, we're back. This is Pete with Home Matters. Our radio news, 97.3 FM. We got a really good show here with Larry Hegland and Austin Hegland, father and son team. They uh, work over at Superior Cabinets. Uh, Larry, you've been around with Superior. I can't remember. I know it's a, little, a lot of years. How many years you've been with them? 35. 35. Wow. Well, good yeah. for you. That shows that shows the end of it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, love I, well I, I, I was just going to say that you must really love what you do. If you've been doing it for 35 years, uh, that's a that's a testament. It's a testament to Superior that's been around, you know, for a long time. And I know we guys, if you ever want to hear the story, I think the very first show we did it's on the MyNorthwest.com forward slash Home Matters is up there with Larry and Austin. And I ask kind of you know, how Larry got involved and how Austin decided to join the team. And I think it's neat you guys work together. Um, it's That's something special as father and son. So, and you guys look like you get along really well. So that's cool. <laughs> that was a good thing. Even though I know you guys go in your two separate ways. on different tells. Okay. I want to go back to uh, Larry. I do want to ask, because we, we were talking about the design process in the first. And okay. uh, you had... Uh, you know, you had mentioned about Kelsey and Quinn. I talked about their projects. Kelsey is the daughter of Dory Monson. Big shout out to all you guys uh, for choosing Superior. Obviously, you know, Home Matters, we only have best grade on here. So Superior has been around a long, long time. I know about them uh, and they do very, very good work. Uh, we've talked about quality, uh, joint quality, how they build their, you know, carcasses. Everything they do is really good. But I do want to ask you um, about... Um, Kind of where where are Kelsey and Quinn? Because you said you know we're looking forward to to finishing off the project. Where are they at in their project right now? So right now the cabinets are actually ordered and they're being built uh, as we speak, and they're being delivered uh, the first part of May. So okay, so they're being month. built in your manufacturing plant. Then your guys are doing the build right now. Exactly. Yeah. So, what do they choose for for wood species? What, what did they decide to go with? So, so for their kitchen, they did uh, a natural oak, okay. so, which is really cool, shaker-style door. Um, mm-hmm. And then their day bed and desk area, they're doing a painted cabinet. And so a um, nice custom color that they picked out. And then a nice dark wood uh, wood top on their desk unit. So kind of complement each other there. Yeah. That's very cool. And by the way, guys, we talked about this last time I had them on. I think it was uh, in the wintertime in December. You look that show up, oak is making a revival, uh, natural oak. It's not the honey oak like we use in the, my dad and I used in the 70s all the time building houses. This is more of a natural oak. And then, uh, Larry, before we get to the day, because I want to talk to you about that. Uh, when you say shaker style, just so that people understand versus a raised panel, what does shaker style look like? Uh, shaker style, the old mission style there where it's um, a square style and rail door with a recessed panel insert inside. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's, a, that's a big difference from the 70s style homes because we did a lot of oak, honey oak with raised panel doors. That was exactly. the thing, right? 
Exactly. So, but nowadays it's it's more modern, more minimalism. Uh, and I like I like the new designs. I really like modern style architecture. Okay, now Larry, go go over to because that caught my ear when you said about the day bed. Can you talk a little bit about what Kelsey and Quinn are doing? with the day bed and what you're, I guess, what you're modifying from what was existing in the home. Yeah. So this is a, this is an area right off of their family room. Uh, it's kind of to the right of the kitchen. I know it uh, doesn't paint a picture for you, but yeah. <laughs> they had a, they had this area that had a wood box that they would pass the wood through from the outside to inside to heat their house. And since now they have you know, updated heating and stuff they want to get rid of this wood box right so it was kind of inside of a, a large closet area so they're they're taking all of that out opened up that wall there and we're actually building a day bed to cover all that doing some shiplap paneling on there uh it's kind of a design that kelsey had and uh turned out it, it's going to turn out really cool bookcases above oh. and it's going to fit a custom mattress so they'll go out and they'll they'll have a mattress custom made for the size of that Okay. Uh, nice so you're actually there. building the bed structure and the shelving and everything uh, with exactly. Yeah, I'll have drawers underneath the bed, almost you know the uh-huh. day bed. Just will have storage underneath there, and then up above, it's all open bookcases for all the books they'll have. And you could like, so it's kind of like a, a day bed area with mini libraries. Is what exactly, yeah. exactly. Now, when you say open the wall up, which did it open into the family room or into another adjoining room? Well, you know, it was it was kind of like. Um, a bypass closet door, so an old closet area uh, that you'd see in a bedroom. Uh, so they yeah. they took off that. They opened up the wing walls that were on there and just kind of opened it up. And now we're filling it in. So okay, got it. Makes a lot of sense. That's going to be pretty. Are you guys going to have that up on your your website when you get that all done? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that'd be really it's cool. To see. You guys, uh, eventually, that'll probably not be till what this summer or fall uh, when they get the pictures up because they got to finish it, but. You can go check it out at superiorcabinets.com if you want to see what we're talking about. Um, they'll have the, the pictures up there uh, of the of that day barrier, probably in the kitchens too. You guys got a lot of nice pictures of work you've done in the past or on your website. Okay, um, so now I want to move into kitchen organization, uh, Larry and Austin, and talk about that because that obviously the kitchen is that focal point that we have in our house now. And as we know, organization is very, very important in the kitchen. Uh, with all of the appliances and utensils and all the things that we have in our kitchen now. And then we use it. It's multifunctional, right? It's a, it's a place where the kids do the homework, where we entertain and have drinks while we're cooking and, you know, obviously making food and that kind of thing. Uh, one thing I want to start with, um, and this is a trend, guys. If it's, it's going, you're going to hear more about this on the West Coast. It's already hit the East Coast. It's kind of a revival from days gone by, it's called uh, the larder. And I'm gonna talk to Austin and Larry about this a little bit. Just to give you a background, I had to do a little research in this because this really caught my eye. But uh, the larder is L-A-R-D-E-R. It actually comes from a French phrase, la die, which meant a place for meat. So, and also the Latin word, which I took Latin in college, lardon, which means lard or cured pork. So. The history of the larder was, this is before refrigeration, where they stored, a lot of wealthy people would store their meat, their game, their fish, and they cover it with lard. That's how they, they stored it, okay? Today, it's becoming a popular thing as we move towards lower electricity, more of a green notion, 
where you can store your vegetables, cheese, fruit, bread, um, mushrooms, things that need a cooler environment. And typically they're done, they can be done with wood, but there's a lot of like marbling granite where you can get a, a cooler environment. So um, it's, let me ask, ask you, Austin, because I know you, you looked it up. Um, is that something like a larder as a standalone uh, pantry or as a standalone unit that you guys could build something like that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Kind of, kind of looking at some pictures. I've, I've definitely done a couple, uh, you know, without knowing exactly what it was, but yeah. uh, essentially a lot of them just kind of look like, you know, pantry cabinets. You open the doors and kind of looks like a little cabinet inside of a cabinet almost. Um, you know, you got drawers going up to the standard countertop height and, you know, that's kind of where you would typically store that. And then up above, you know, just regular pantry, adjustable shelves, bar cabinet, uh, whatever. But yeah, yeah it seems, uh, it seems pretty easy for us to do out of wood. When you when you built one, like what's an example of like the one that you without calling it a larder, what that you built? You know, I it's pretty much a uh, like a hidden hidden bar, hidden breakfast nook, almost yeah. a hidden uh, kind of coffee coffee area, essentially. Okay. Um, so it, it yeah. actually had a pantry doors, or was it glass, or was it a, a cupboard type door that closed? Uh, Covered doors. Uh, I would do them with retractable doors, so you'd open those, and then they, you know, recess back into the cabinet, uh, and then you know, presented right in front of you. You know, three equal sized drawers. Uh, some people would put, you know, one of one or two of them that I've done. They put an actual quartz countertop on it. Uh, you know, finished out at thirty six high to match the rest of the kitchen, and then there's twelve inch deep shelves inside that. You know, twenty five and a half inch deep unit. Uh, that way, they can kind of access that coffee station or the bar, whatever they're kind of putting in there. Yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense. And before we close out of the segment, I mean, built, building off of what Austin said, you can have, you can use uh, wooden larders with open walnut. You can use marble, granite. They can have the crate drawers on the bottom, the big ones to pull out. You can have pull out shelves. But it is a place that you can, you can ask your cabinets to put this in. If you want to store vegetables, mushrooms, eggs, things like that. That just need to be in a cooler place that, that, that are different from pantry. We're going to get that into the pantry in our next segment because that is a big deal now in kitchens and all the organizational uh, tips and techniques that Larry and Austin have. Check them out at superiorcabinets.com or give Lexi or Morgan a call at 206-965-9240. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters, Car Radio News, 973. Yep. All right, we're back. This is Pete with No Matters, Car Radio News, 97.3 FM, great state of Seattle. We're having a great discussion. If you guys missed the first two segments of this show, make sure you go back up to MyNorthwest.com forward slash Home Matters. We have all of all the shows up there in podcast. Uh, and I guess, you know, apparently over the years, we're in our 15th year now. We've had people from all over the country uh, listen to this show. And I think it's good to get educated, not just, you know, have companies just share advertisements. That's the whole purpose of Home Matters is really to help educate you guys on how, you know, you can get different things done like kitchen cabinets, wall units, office units, you know, the day beds that, you know, Larry was talking about, superior cabinets. They do all of that custom um, cabinetry and shelving and things like that for your home. And, you know, if you think about it, guys, for the amount of money that you would invest, it really isn't 
a lot compared to what you're going to get out of it because there's nothing. I mean, we've talked in past shows about stock cabinetry and things like that. You go to a big box store, but you cannot get the exact fit, form, and function that you do with a company like Superior Cabinets. They will come in and design a solution with form, fit, and function in mind for you that is a one-off just for your home. And that that's a huge difference. And really, Larry, I mean, when you talk about pricing, your pricing is not astronomically more than, than the big box stores, correct? Oh, you know, for most of the time, we're right there with them. You know, people are surprised right. when they bring in their quote from the big box store and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that, you know, you're right there. So, yeah. So the answer is, uh, Really, if you want to get things done right, and I, I look, guys, I'm from the days when my dad and I built houses. We went to Lumberyard. I really don't like big box stores. I wish Lumberyard still existed. Yeah. But you guys do things, good custom quality. So I'd say give these guys a call. If you're thinking about doing some kind of custom cabinetry, which includes kitchen and bath and day beds and wall units, call them up, 206-965-9240. Uh, Lexi or Morgan will answer. Now, you know, guys, here's the thing. If you want to talk to Austin or Larry, I'm sure that you can ask for them because uh, they're on the show here. And I'm sure they'll either answer the phone or they'll track them down. And you can talk to one of these two guys, too, about your project. I'm sure they'd be more than happy to, to do that. All right. I want to talk about now we went through larders. I want to talk about pantry. So this is another focal piece for organization within a kitchen. And before we go into that. Again, give you some context. You guys are listening, kind of the history of where pantries came from, because um, they just didn't appear out of nowhere. So like larders, there's a French phrase for pantry. It was pantarie. And that root is from the word root of pain, which is French for bread. Okay. So the whole pantry idea came from bread making, which if you go back in the history, we ate a lot of bread because it was cheap and it was something we could make, right? So now in the late Middle Ages, so this is getting way back there, um, the, they had a room. It was a separate room. It wasn't now like we integrate pantries into kitchens. They had a separate room for bread and meat. And the person that was responsible for that room, this was in wealthier homes, was called a pimp. And they managed the pantry, and that's what they did. Now, in the latter part of the 19th century, so we're talking about 1850s, 1860s, they incorporated the middle and class incorporated pantries. Uh, they were adjoining the kitchen and the dining room, okay? Now, just to give you guys an idea, it's very interesting because these guys can do it all for you, but there was the butler pantry, the cold pantry, and the Hoosier cabinet. Hoosier was a manufacturing company in uh, in Newcastle, Indiana, from what my research says. And they had this, this cabinet was popular until the 1930s. That is the, the standalone. So, Larry, you guys do standalone cabinets, correct? We do, exactly. Yeah. Now, that came actually from the Hoosier Cabinet Company. So, the standalone was was really uh, based on, on their designs where you had the cabinet with the, the shelving and the closed cupboards at the top. You had the workspace. You know, in the middle, and then you have the drawers in the, in the storage and, and drawers on the bottom, which you guys do today, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And that, that came from the Hoosier Cabinet Company. So the other thing I thought was very fascinating, guys, the butler pantry, which some people still call them butler pantries, especially not so much on the West Coast, but down on the South and the East. 
The Butler family was actually a place where people stored their silver, like their silver dining where there was real silver. They stored their merchant records and their alcohol. And the butler actually slept in the pantry to protect all those things from people to rob it. So that's, and it's very common in the South. You see a lot of these butler pantries, I've been there. Um, but all that evolved into ice boxes, right? So then we had uh, ice box, but the problem with the ice box before the fridge, it was really small. So it just, it took a while for us to get appliances, refrigerators and things like that. Um, the midway between the uh, ice box and the fridge was what's called a California cooler, especially on the West Coast. They had, they were like, almost like root cellars like they have in the Midwest, right? So you can see the evolution of where we are and kind of what now superior cabinets uh, can do for you today. So with that, I'd like to ask Larry, can you talk a little bit about some of the design considerations for the modern day pantry, some of the things that you help people think about and consider when designing a pantry? You know, the, speaking of like, say, the butler pantry, we still do a lot of those. They're a yeah. lot smaller and you're not sleeping in them. And there's no butler in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Now it's more, you know, it's for your liquor and they'll have like a, yeah. a, a wine cooler in there, um, things like that, you know, a little prep sink. Uh, so we, we design those quite a bit. They're pretty okay. popular still. Uh, the other, the other is the walk-in pantry. We're doing a lot of, you know, base cabinet storage, uh, open shelves above, uh, just so everything you can walk in and, and everything's visible right to you. Uh, and the built-in part of the cabinet pantries, you know, they're from the floor to the top of either the ceiling or the design height of the upper cabinets. And we can do anything that you want in there, like what you're talking about, you know, yeah. lower section with drawers or lower section with pullouts in there, kind of access and make it easy to, to get all your stuff. Yeah. I want to ask you a little bit, because to me, what's very appealing, and I, I, I'm thinking about doing something in my home, is a walk-in pantry. So what are, like, when you come into a home, what are some kind of tip-offs where you could say, you know, we could do a walk-in pantry here. What are some of the areas of a home without having to bust out walls and reframing everything. Well, sometimes, you know, they're already, they're already incorporated into the house and somebody doesn't want to take out that wall. You know, they don't want to spend money on a beam. So I've done two lately that actually the cabinets kind of hide that walk-in pantry. So you don't notice that it's there. And then it's like a hidden door. You know, it, it looks like a built-in pantry part of the cabinets, but you open it up and you walk into a walk-in pantry behind so them. So is this like cabinets on a center pivot, like a Maxwell Smart type thing where you open exactly. it up? Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, so there's some pretty neat designs that you can do uh, yeah. depending on how the layout is and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Austin, do you uh, do you ever run in, because what I was thinking of, actually that's very ingenious, Larry, but what I was thinking of, Austin, was do you ever run into kitchens where maybe there's a utility closet or there's some kind of closet you go, you know, we can modify that create a walk-in pantry there. Is that a, a common thing you run into? Mm, not necessarily a modification for a walk-in, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of people, you know, they'll have their built-in pantries with the wire racks, you know, they've got the bifold pair of doors on there. Um, you know, depending again, you know, on the extent of the project, what they want to take out, um, you know, we'll actually replace that and kind of build some sort of slip-in integrated, you know, floor-to-ceiling cabinet. Uh, and then just kind of, you know, add the pull-up shelves in there, make maybe a beverage center in there, bar type thing. Um, okay. you know. 
Yeah, you have a, one of the things too, Larry, I noticed that I wanted to bring up uh, for pantry design. And I saw it's very ingenious, and I'm sure you guys do this, where they have the cat. Now, I love your idea of the, the swivel where you can walk into the pantry and then you have a full wall of cabinets. That's a pretty cool idea. But the other one I've seen is where they have the cabinet door and then they have uh, shelving or cupboards on the inside of the door that flush mount into the to the pantry to give you more right. space. Do you is that is that something you guys do as well? Uh, you know, I've had that I've had that done once. So yeah. when you op- when you open that door into the into the pantry, you know, the hidden pantry, basically, yeah. uh, we would put like shelves on the back of that door for extra storage and stuff. So you yeah. didn't have to walk all the way into the pantry to get your stuff. You just open the door. There it is. Easy yeah. access. Yeah. I would think something like that, like, you know, the uh, big problem people have, especially people that cook, is they have all these spices, right? And so you have all these spice bottles and different things that they need to store these. And that's a good, you know, they were talking about pantries as an organizational area. So that would be a nice organizational area. You know, exactly. Like that, which would be exactly. pretty cool. The other thing, too, um, I wanted to ask, so Austin, you, you mentioned here uh, before I went back over your dad, you talked about the pantries, the floor to ceiling. So how do you guys, from a design standpoint, if you have the upper shelves or upper cabinets, how does the little short person get access to those? How do you design something in there? Ooh, um, yeah, so we've got a couple different things that, uh, you know, we can incorporate. Um, you know, we, we make a really good product in-house. It's called a cereal box rollout. And essentially what that is, is, um, you know, you have side locking guides and basically just this kind of open box that we can make accessible on both sides. Uh, you know, it attaches to a single door you know, similar to a drawer, but you'll actually just pull the whole thing out. You okay. can stand on the side of that and, you know, access it virtually. That That's whole a good time. idea. So that, then it's totally secure and structurally safe. Exactly. So those are rated for 150 pounds. They're side locking. They're not going to fall off. They're a lot safer, you know, than undermount slides in that. In and then that, that box that comes out mounts on some kind of metal uh, on a hardware pole or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Just the hardware tracks there. So yeah, instead of having to, you know, get up on a ladder or a step stool or whatever, they can just pull that out and, you know, have immediate access to everything that's in that cabinet. No longer uh, for that once a year kind of, you know, use. Okay. Got it. We get back. I got a couple more questions about some pantry design, but the fourth segment, we're going to move into the, what Frank Lloyd Wright called the inner heart of the home and the history of the kitchen island. Make sure you give these guys a call at 206-965-9240. Talk to Lexi or Morgan, whether it's kitchen, bathroom, built-ins, uh, you know, home office cabinets, Superior Cabinets does, does it all. You can check them out at superiorcabinets.com. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters, Power Radio News 97.3. All right, we're back. This is Beaver Though Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM. The great state of Seattle. We're having a good discussion here with uh, my good friends uh, from Superior Cabinets, Larry and Austin Hagland. And I'm going to give you their phone number and their website one more time in the show. But I'll tell you what, guys, if you are looking, if you're thinking about doing, you know, we, we've had this thing called COVID. Hopefully it's getting better now. Uh, but a lot of people are working from home. So you have all the built-ins for home office, cabinets. Obviously, we're talking kitchen, which is a big area. 
but these guys can do bathroom, they can do home office, they can do built-ins uh, for family rooms or living rooms. And like Larry said in the third segment, guys, I want you to understand this is very, very important. You can get custom fit and finish uh, and make have much better choices than a big box store for right around the same price as the big box price. That's why I like having these guys on because they do, we talked about their manufacturing processes and use of dovetail joints and all the blum hinges we're gonna mention that if we have some time on, on the show here, but there's so many things that Superior does very well. And how many years has Superior been in business? Larry, you've been there 35. And how long they've been in business? Be 40 years this year. 40. Okay. So you came on near the beginning then. Yep. Exactly. Wow. Good for you. That's awesome. Okay. Um, I do want to ask before we move into the island, I want to ask um, Austin. So as far as I, and I was looking and, you know, it's kind of like, man, the internet's good because it gives you, uh, research ideas, but in a way it's kind of bad because there's so many choices that kind of bloat your mind <laughs> a little bit. And I'm sure you have customers that are like, eh, I don't know what to do, right? Or they maybe they have them. Yeah. Oh, man. exactly. Yeah. So you, I know you guys, as part of what you do is you kind of help guide them, uh, which is good choices for form fit function. But I wanted to ask in these pantries, can you do um, one of the things I saw out there, which I thought was super cool, and you know, a lot of people are moving towards modern and minimalistic. So, can you do like a combination of uh, like glass, like an obscure glass and a wooden door, and or or glass doors? Do you do stuff like that? It's very yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we we prep everything for the glass. We don't do anything with glass, so that would uh, you know we'll route it out. Um, you know, if people want to clip or silicone it they just have to you know take those doors essentially to someone that's going to be able to cut that for them and then they'll basically let it uh, so yeah we can do that okay and then the other thing i've seen that is kind of popular um is it's kind of if you have the room it's the barn door style so what i mean by that is the exterior rail with like a rustic door so can you do the same kind of thing where you can prep that space Yep, exactly. We can set it up for it. Uh, we don't supply the hardware or we don't do interior doors. We're not set up to do anything other than a three-quarter door. Um, and three-quarter doors just aren't going to work that well. So, yeah, if the customer, you know, sends us a hardware spec and, you know, kind of gets a custom fit door or whatever, yeah, I can totally set something up uh, to be able to make that application work. Awesome. That's great. So, guys, I'll tell you what, uh, we covered larders, we covered pantries. Uh, we're going to move to islands now, but if you want you know, a nice custom design pantry. This guy's the limit on organizational options and tips and techniques. These guys have the experience. They can help you with that. Uh, they can integrate a larder. You can have a separate larder. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're doing something like that, where you want to have a cool place to store your vegetables and cheeses and mushrooms and things, it's a good way to go. Um, and I suggest guys, if you're doing that, go do some Google research. Just look up larder, L-A-R-D-E-R, and uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. All right, now we're going to move into islands in our last segment here. I want to give, again, give you guys some context on where the island came from uh, and why it's such a common piece today. And then we're going to talk to the experts here about island design and some functionality there. The history of the island, uh, according to my research, started around the 50s. And it started with peninsulas and uh, free-floating suspended um, uh, upper cabinets. So, Larry was talking about the peninsula, 
which I came out about in the fifties that, um, you know, Kelsey and Quinter used. Um, <clears throat> they also had, uh, the, the, I guess the, the person that really propelled the Island into Americana was Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, and he was, uh, his, he was from 1867 to he passed away in 1959. But if you guys, a lot of you have heard of the Falling Waters home that he designed. That was very uh, almost space age for the time <clears throat> back in the 50s. But in that house, if you look, there is an island. And the way Frank Lloyd Wright envisioned the island was he said, really, the kitchen is the heart of the home, but the island was the inner heart or what makes that heart beat. So Kitchen Island became the mainstream starting in the 80s as a result of Frank Lloyd Wright um, and what he did. And now you see this island as a place where you can do food prep, you can entertain, your kids can do homework. It's really this one place where the family can gather uh, during, you know, we have such busy lifestyles. Most of the time we have, you know, both people are working in the home. So when they're coming home, it's a place where the family can congregate. Uh, I grew up in a five bedroom house down in Olympia where we had all separate bedrooms. We went up and did our work, our homework in our bedrooms. And then my mom had the intercom and said, Hey, it's time to come and eat. Right. But nowadays everything is open floor plan and it's all kind of integrated. And I think that's good instead of having more of an old European style where people are cut off, cut off from each other in rooms. So that's kind of the history uh, lesson. Um, so, Larry, in your mind, um, what is the impact of the island in the kitchen? And, and how does it kind of, I mean, it can define living spaces. It can do different things. So how do you approach uh, use of an island and some of the functionality of it? You know, there's a couple of different things. Obviously, it's a huge gathering place. People love to gather in the kitchen. Um, so the island's really a focal point as far as like, can we, how much seating can we get around there? How much seating do you need? Yeah. Uh, what's, what's the design of it? Are you looking to put your sink in there, which obviously is going to have a dishwasher, uh, microwave drawers, you know, recycle centers, things like that. What's the slab size for your countertop? So things like that are going to tell us how big we can make this island and how much it's going to be uh, the focal point of their house. What, so Larry, what, like, I've always wondered, because you guys are the experts in this in kitchens, but like, what is the average number of bar stools you put on an island? Is it typically three or four or what? <laughs> or does it yeah, not usually, matter? I go off of about two feet for every seat, every bar okay. stool. So, okay. you know, you get four per eight foot or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And then, uh, Austin, are you seeing as far as like, because I, you know, I was thinking, obviously, Islands can be prep areas, but they're also, do you, have you put in like bread making centers uh, and things like that? Are you starting to see that in homes? Yeah. Um, you know, things that, you know, people, people tend to use a lot. Um, you know, we'll do like mixer lifts and stuff like that, where, you know, they don't have to lug their big heavy kitchen aid across the room. They can That's just a have great it. idea, actually. So it just kind of lifts up with the hardware, correct? Yep, exactly. And then it just locks into place. Uh, you can have a pull-out shelf underneath for all your attachments, utensils, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, definitely a dedicated prep space. Yeah. So, are, are you seeing, Larry, I mean, big thing for me, I would want my island is a, a bar area. So are you seeing integration of bar and island together too? Is that a, is that something that's, that's fairly common? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. You can, I could have a whiskey there at the uh, at the island, <laughs> which would be yeah. awesome. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that sounds great. And then, what about as far as shelving and storage and uh, pullout shelves? Is that is that pretty common in islands too? Uh, and do they have a lift up shelf where it's not you don't have to bend way down often? Or how how what's the technology there? Mm, can't really do a lift up shelf, but we definitely do. You know, a heavy amount of drawers, pullout shelves, uh, just depending on what the customer kind of prefers. Some people like the drawers with the walls. Some people like having the pull-out shelves just because mm-hmm. handles of pots and pans can yeah. kind of overhang a little bit. Uh, easier to maybe get stuff at the bottom of those shelves. Um, you know, recycle centers are huge in there, uh, especially, you know, if it's right across from the sink or if there's a sink right next to it, something like that. But, yeah. That's very good. Well, guys, I'll tell you what, we can keep talking. I got a bunch more questions I, I wanted to ask. We'll get you in the next segment. Austin, thank you for coming on the show again. I really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me, Pete. Larry, as always, senior states member. It's good to have you on the show. Thank you for coming Thanks, Pete. It was, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Guys, check these guys out. Superior cabinets. They can do everything that we talked about on the show. You can see it at My Northwest or hear it at MyNorthwest.com forward slash home matters. They're at superiorcabinets.com or give the Nice ladies, Lexi and Morgan, call at 206-965-9240. With that on Pete, this is Home Matters, Car Radio News 97.3. Now,